and welcome to another episode of the Building Better Men podcast from Life Builders. We're giving you a bit of a throwback session actually. We've um, repurposed a panel discussion we'd had back in November of 2020. We were looking at men's health essentials, uh, finding your balance, and we've taken that two-hour session, split it up into four parts for those of you that may prefer to listen to the session on a podcast platform. Um, So yeah, this part number one, we'll be looking at uh, a few areas, the importance of greens in your diet, blood pressure and erectile dysfunction, diabetes, the importance of walking. Uh, We'll be talking a little bit about uh, screening and health tests, prostate cancer, etc. So this will last probably around about 25, 26 minutes and... um, If you want part two, part three, and part four, they'll be ready and waiting for you. God bless you. Cool. Um, Good evening, everybody, as you're coming in. Um, My name is Junior Buckner, and you're through to Life Builders Men's Health Essentials, uh, where we're looking at diet, exercise, and mindset. We've got a really exciting uh, lineup tonight, and um, really pleased to have, uh, I would say, creme de la creme panelists, and you'll hear from them very shortly. Um, this month, November, is uh, International Men's Day on the 19th of November, and uh, we thought it was uh, prudent that we actually do something this month to mark that occasion. Um, so we'll be looking at uh, health, and I think for all of us, all of us as men, this is something we should, if we're not already, take very seriously, uh, particularly as, as black men. Um, but you'll be hearing from um, four um, significant uh, people who will be sharing with you uh, facts, figures, experiences, um, encouragements, ideas. But we also want to hear from you. So for those of you on YouTube, please do. Uh, number one, for us, like and subscribe to the channel. Um, but, you know, more importantly, for your own sake, do ask questions. Put your uh, questions, comments in the chat box. And we won't be able to answer everything, but uh, we will take uh, whatever we can and pass these on uh, during this session and try and get your questions answered. Um, that being said, uh, I just want to introduce two of the people, Darren Letman and Emil Gaynor who um, are also from Life Builders, and they'll be uh, kind of assisting all three of us actually trying to run this show tonight. Uh, Emil, you'll hear more from him because he'll be uh, the question questionnaire tonight. Um, without any further ado, I am going to hand over to Emil, and uh, Emil, I'll let you kind of run things and uh, allow the panellists to induce themselves with, of course, Dr Chidi. Uh, will be coming last in the introductions. Okay, thank you, Junior. So what we want to do, first of all, is uh, introduce you, or rather let the panel introduce themselves to you. And uh, what I'd like to do first is is, uh, ask Patrick White if he can introduce himself. Okay, well, thanks first and foremost um, for the invitation. Uh, thank you to Life Builders and to all those people out there um, that are watching. Yeah, my name's Patrick White. 
Um, I'm a musician and a husband and a father of three boys. Um, I started a Facebook page actually in January um, of this year. Started it with 36 or well, 36 members, then put out a channel, a uh, challenge, sorry, put out a challenge in September, mid-September, um, to see who wanted to try and lose a stone within a month. Uh, no, sorry, within three months. So from uh, mid-September to the end of December, let's see, because of during lockdown, a lot of people had put on weight. So um, I just set this challenge and people have been taking it up. Um, and now the group from 36 now stands at over 1400 in the space of like five, five weeks, five, six weeks or so. So the group's growing and basically uh, everybody that's taking part is walking. So the page is called Walking to Wellness. And I myself was 24 stone at my heavy. So I'm now 14, well, 14, 12. So, and that's been primarily just by walking. So, yeah, uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. It, 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 what I'd really like to see is some before and after pictures. So perhaps you can share the, share those with me uh, at, at another time. Uh, but I think that's a that's a that's a massive achievement, and we'll we'll delve into that as we go through this session tonight. Okay. Uh, could I ask uh, uh, Darius to introduce himself, please? Good evening, everybody. How are you doing? Um, thank you again just for um, inviting me to be a, a, a part of this amazing panel for this amazing topic. Um, yeah, really honoured to be here with the guys of who, are, who are on here. So yeah, my name's Darius Innes. Um, I'm from Leeds. I'm 27 years old and I'm a personal trainer. So my background is I've always been pretty sporty. I played basketball to a pretty high level. Um, uh, played, I played my first year in university, semi-pro at the University of Worcester, um, but I kind of went down another route and I went into coaching. So I went into what's called strength and conditioning. So I started working with athletes um, um, around that time. And I and then I finished my undergraduate uh, sports and exercise science, bachelor's in sports and exercise science. And I went on um, to the University of Sheffield Hallam, um, Sheffield Hallam University, should I say, and got my master's in sports and exercise science. I spent um, about a year and a half working in rugby and uh, football, um, doing exercise and uh, strength, primarily strength training um, um, uh, with a performance and injury prevention sort of niche to it. And then now I've gone into my own business. I'm personal training. I'm doing fat loss and still strength and conditioning. So my approach to fat loss, um, wellness, health, and all that stuff is very evidence based. It's very um, based on contemporary literature research not just said necessarily okay do this and do that and it should work everything that I do is I, I believe in the science behind exercise and um, performance weight loss fat loss muscle building everything like that so my kind of approach and hopefully what I say today will be backed up by you know contemporary science um, in terms of nutrition um, nutrition exercise and all the all that good stuff that's very scientific that I'm going to try and dumb down as much as I can today. <laughs> Thank you, Darius. Uh, our next panelist uh, is uh, Darren Harris. He's no stranger to to life builders. So welcome back, Darren, and please uh, introduce yourself. 
Hi, I'm Darren Harris, and since losing my sight, I've been on a mission to unblind mind. I think to achieve your true potential in whatever that might be, I believe you have to uncover those blind spots. And when it comes to men's health, there are a lot of those blind spots about. As our Jamaican parents would have said, your ears are hard. Now, I'm gonna come at this from two perspectives. Uh, firstly, from the sports field. So I was England's most capped and most decorated blind footballer. I also did judo for Great Britain. I competed in two Paralympic games. So a lot of experience in sport, but I also come at it from the classroom. I, I study psychology. I have a master's in health psychology. And hopefully I'll be able to sort of blend those two bits of uh, experience and knowledge together to share some ideas with you today. Thank you, Darren. We look forward to that. And then finally, uh, Dr. Chidi, again, uh, welcome back to Life Builders. You're no stranger to Life Builders. Please uh, uh, introduce yourself, but I know you're gonna do a, a short presentation as part of that introduction. Yes, well, thank you very much. I, I think there may be a video coming just before. Yeah, I, I, can, I can play that now, Doctor. Great. Yep. Okay, cool. My name is Ian Greenstreet and I'm a chartered accountant and banker of some 35 years. For the last 15 years, I have had uh, hypertension uh, problems. And for the last three years, they've been identified in my medical reports as being of serious concern. I went to see uh, my doctor who prescribed blood pressure tablets but I've sought to find alternative means for dealing with my blood pressure. I went on slimming regimes, I ran the triathlon, I tried everything, and nothing that I did was sustainable. In December 2019, I had to go to hospital because my blood pressure was very high and I was fearful of having a stroke. The doctor in the hospital immediately prescribed me with blood pressure tablets and told me that I had no choice but to take them because uh, hypertension was a factor for people of African descent and that was my fate. I was fortunate enough to be introduced to Dr. Chidi Nangwabwa, known by many as Dr. Chidi. Dr. Chidi is a Cambridge trained, UCL trained and John Hopkins trained physician. Dr. Chidi discussed his consultation with me and with uh, some skepticism, uh, I decided to uh, take up his offer. My blood pressure reading was 175 over 139. And at the end of the consultation, that is a six week consultation, it was 106 over 79. His consultation uh, involved looking at the factors that affected my hypertension. He tailored his program specifically for me. Uh, he adjusted my diet, adjusted my exercise. This for me has been a life-changing event. I'm fortunate enough to have thrown away the blood pressure tablets 
I'm frankly surprised at the extent of the positive change, and again over such a short period of time. I would without hesitation recommend Dr. Chidi uh, to anyone with these issues. I'm sincerely grateful to have solved a problem that I've had for 15 years. I'm now cured, and if anyone requires any further information, please don't hesitate to contact Dr. Chidi. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Um, well, I'm, I'm grateful for that video because um, it kind of encapsulates pretty much what I do. As, as has been said, I, I trained as a doctor here in Cambridge and UCL, and I went out to the States to do a bit there as well. But I started off as a surgeon, but really everything I wanted to do was to reverse people's disease. Is it possible to reverse diabetes? Is it possible to get rid of hypertension and heart disease? What if somebody does get cancer? Is it possible to prevent them from getting it again? So all of those questions have been answered in, in really my, my quest and looking into the evidence of what we can do to keep ourselves healthy. So I've just got this very short presentation I'm gonna, gonna talk with you about. Um, hopefully you can see that on the screen. So that is me, that is who I am. And if anybody needs to contact me, that is absolutely fine, feel free to do so. But my, my program is called Life Colors, not Life Builders, but Life Colors. Um, but it matches, right? I mean, we, we, we work together. Um, so Life Colors really looks at really the, the big diseases, the big chronic diseases that we as people in the West especially are getting, cancer, obesity, dementia, depression, all of these issues, thankfully, are reversible. All of them are reversible. And I'm be happy to take your questions a lot later. Um, what on earth do, do we do about it though? Well, look, I mean, it, it's topical today. Look, nine, over 99% of the people who died from COVID-19 had an underlying disease. Over 99% had an underlying disease. Only 0.8% did not have an underlying disease. So trying to get rid of, of chronic diseases, of lifestyle diseases is absolutely vital. I, I think about chronic diseases as if they are some kind of a, a bear in the distance. Yeah, you, you see this bear, it's stalking you in the distance. You don't want that bear to be stalking you but it's so far away, it's not really gonna hurt you. So diabetes, high blood pressure, yeah, you don't want it, but it's not gonna kill you right now. So it's just in the distance. But what COVID-19 did, it kind of put a, a rocket booster into this bear. So now it's right on your shoulder. So now you find that this disease is picking off people who have any weaknesses, who have any illnesses. And it, and it speaks to the lie that, okay, I'm okay managing my disease just with medication. Even when you're managing it with medication, your body is at risk. If not with COVID, influenza, high stress levels, we all become victims to it. So this is why lifestyle medicine, what we call lifestyle medicine becomes so very important. Now we're talking about diet, exercise and mindset. So let's just look at one or two things, one or two things you can do to help yourself if you have any kind of an illness. Let, let, let's take blood pressure. If you have blood pressure, one thing, and there are many things you can do for your blood pressure, but one thing you should do is eat a lot of greens, right? 
and I'm saying especially as men. Now, we, I'll explain what I mean. You see, what, what greens are able to do when you digest them, they go into your bloodstream, they go to the inner part of your artery, and they cause that artery to release a chemical called nitric oxide. Let me just tell you, that chemical nitric oxide is the active ingredient to Viagra, right? Now, maybe everybody's waking up now, right? So the more dark greens you eat, the more of that punch of Viagra you're getting. Now, when you're, you know, I, I say this to a lot of people, you need to eat more greens, especially to black men. You need to eat more greens. And they say, well, I don't want to eat that. That's rabbit food. Look, rabbits don't need Viagra. Let me just tell you that. I think you know that, right? You don't need. But more importantly, folks, because we're talking amongst men, because there will be some people with erectile dysfunction, for example. I would say to you, rather than just going to your GP with erectile dysfunction for a blue pill, erectile dysfunction means that you're at a massive risk of a stroke. It means you're at a massive risk of a heart attack. So doing something about your lifestyle, getting involved with your diet will make a massive difference to lowering your risk of a future stroke or any future event. I know we're going to be talking about um, walking and exercising. I love to hear what was said about walking. Look, it's so simple. One of the treatments for diabetes, after, after you've finished eating, the best thing you can do is go for a walk. Activity, exercise. Yes, it's about diet, but it's also about activity. Here's something else that you may not know. Just by standing, it, you're being active. You're activating muscles. By standing, you increase the amount of fat you're burning. Um, I, I have a standing desk at work. I have a standing desk at home. If I'm standing for six hours a day rather than sitting, I'm burning up enough fuel so that at the end of the year, if I'm doing six hours a day, I would have done the equivalent of running 25 marathons. That's a marathon every other week just by standing six hours a day. So there are simple things. You don't need gym membership even. I, mean, I know you've got a personal trainer here but I'm sure he's got tips that you can do at home. But there are simple things we can do that can actually improve our health and fight off some of the biggest deadly diseases. I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to, to talk to you about this, but let's, let's think a little bit, you know, it's not all about eating, drinking and exercise. Let's think about what, what disease really is, because I think disease is obviously dis-ease. We're not at ease, there's something going on within us. In fact, I would say at the heart of all of these diseases, there is that, that stress, that lack of peace. If you want to talk about somebody who has high blood pressure, well, some parts of the blood pressure are the stress that, that, that you're going through and how you're responding to it, diabetes, cancer, all of those things. So maybe it's got to do with what we're thinking about as well, what our mindset may be. And I say, look, if you want to start dealing with it, we have to embrace this pain that we're going through. All, all of us have some sort of pain. And if we're not dealing with it, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Don't avoid the pain, embrace the small amount of pain so that you can get, so that you can avoid the larger amount of pain. Uh, I'll end on this bit. Um, what is important for us to do, because we're talking about health, is to guard your heart. Guard your heart physically, but also guard your heart emotionally. You know, we as men need to protect our hearts emotionally. 
And I love this text, which comes from Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. And it's such an important text because it says, look, out of the heart comes blood, which is the spring that gives life. Okay, we know that. In fact, we didn't know that until 1624. But it says something deeper. What it says is, look, the issues of our life, you know, don't come from our neighbours, don't come from our spouse or our children or our boss. They actually come from our own heart. And that speaks scientifically to the fact that if we are able to manage our response to stress, our response to difficulty, whatever the difficulty may be, our lives become a lot easier. The, the stress, the depression, the anxiety cannot flourish if we can learn how to deal with all those external um, difficulties because they cannot force us to be stressed. They cannot force us to be anxious. That is our response and it's our response that makes the whole difference. We, I'm sure we're gonna talk a lot more in the discussion, but for now, thank you very much. I'll hand you back to our moderator. Thank you, Dr. Chidi. Uh, very insightful. And as you say, uh, we will uh, delve deeper into some of those topics which you, which you raised. Uh, I have a question. Uh, we spoke about uh, disease. Uh, and the question is, uh, which health tests and screening should men get done? And do these vary by age? Okay, um, that's, that, that is an important question because what we find is that men tend not to go for screening for any kind of screening. Uh, we tend to go to the doctors when we're really half dead. Now, women, at the drop of a hat, they'll go. But we, you know, we have to be dragged kicking and screaming. At the, at the very basics, I would say, look, get your blood pressure and pulse checked regularly. I mean, that could mean every week, every month. Buy a machine yourself, get it done. Blood pressure and pulse can tell you so much about what's going on in your body. Okay, it, if you've got a high pulse rate, that means you're working too hard just to maintain yourself. That's far too high. Blood pressure for black men, it, it, it does tend to go up quite a lot quicker. There are ways we can reverse that, absolutely, but we should be monitoring it. Now, then there are the big ones, like um, everyone's going to talk about prostate cancer. Should you be screened for prostate cancer? Well, um, the, my advice is unless you have a family history of prostate cancer, someone in your family with prostate cancer, or you have symptoms like you, you have a weak stream or blood in your urine or anything like that, there is no real point in getting tested for prostate cancer. I know the screening starts at over 40, everybody should get it done, but let me give you the reason why I say not. And, and actually it's not me saying it, this, this is the evidence and, and you'll see the controversy uh, even in the NHS and in America. You see, the test for prostate cancer, the PSA test, is, very, is not very specific. Okay? It means that it gets a lot of false positives. So if you test 10,000 people, that's great because you'll probably save one life if you test 10,000 people. Fantastic. But you will falsely read positive for about 500 men. So they don't have prostate cancer, but they have an indication that they may have prostate cancer. And what that means is that they have to have further tests, biopsies, often surgery, for no reason. So unless you have some kind of 
strong history or strong in indication, there is no point in getting a prostate test. Thank you. So blood pressure is important, having your blood pressure tested regularly, your pulse tested regularly, but from a prostate perspective, unless you have some uh, family history or any kind of symptoms which could suggest some form of prostate problem, then the tests available are not particularly effective. Yeah. Okay, and, and thank prostate, you. Oh, sorry. Is yeah, I was going to say thank you for that. Yes. Okay. On the same question, can I can we bring Darius in from a a fitness perspective? When you have uh, new clients, how do you in, how do you engage with them from the beginning? Do you do you get them to to do any kind of fitness testing, any kind of uh, diagnostic testing? Yeah, of course, because everyone's going to come in at another a different stage. So some people are going to come in and they used to play um, county level rugby. And some people are going to come in and they just worked in IT their whole life. So there has to be some sort of balance for me to understand what this person can do. Now, generally speaking, um, again, it's going to be for me, I'm going to screen on the go. I'm going to, I'm going to have an idea of how fit somebody is. But in terms of diagnostics that somebody can do in their own time, I want to, first of all, I want to echo everything that Dr. Chidi said. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly with every single word and he's now my hero. <laughs> no, um, but um, but honestly, everything you said is, is is good. One simple thing that men can do to to, to know where they're at. Now, I'm big on the little things. If you if you if you be relentless with some of the little things and form habits, it makes massive differences. Similar to um, Patrick White's story, he just he's lost how much stone just walking. Little thing, little change. Now, something men can do to see where they're at is resting heart rate. Literally, check their pulse at their neck or wherever they can find their pulse, sit there for a minute, okay? The average is normally around anywhere between 60 and 100, lower being better. So if you're like, let's say, let's take the median number, 80, that's where you should be around, somewhere in and amongst 80. Now, if you're starting to go up to 90, up to 100, that's when you need to start thinking about, okay, right, how can I bring this up for longevity? Now, again, things like that is going to be the bearing the distance, but what happens when you're faced with it? So it's little things like that I, I try and encourage my clients to do. So we won't just do general bodybuilding. It'll be the little things I'll, I'll tell them, right, you need to go on a walk. You need to, we need to do some high intensity interval training. Or some, also, or you need to come in and do some incline walking on the treadmill. You need to get your cardio respiratory system working, especially in this time with coronavirus and stuff, because that's what that's what the virus attacks. So, so for me, it's always, it's, it's more so, again, from experience, I'll get them to do a particular exercise. I'll see how they cope with it and I'll gauge it from there um, because I'm not in a laboratory setting. Now, if I was in a laboratory setting, it would be um, a test called your VO2 max test, which is basically your rate of oxygen consumption. So basically how, you, how much you breathe in, um, how much oxygen you actually take in. So you might take in um, a big breath of air, but you're only utilizing 20% of the oxygen or something like that. Um, and again, as you get higher up the athletic scale, you'll utilize more oxygen. There's little things like that. Um, Dr. Chile will know tidal volume, respiratory exchange rate. There's a lot of scientific things, but for me as a personal trainer, I will get them to do something simple on a treadmill or a bike, and I'll be able to know, okay, right, this person needs work in this area or that area. I, I hope that makes sense. It does. And and thanks, thanks for that uh, response. 
But uh, as a, almost like a supplementary question to that, then for for you, Darius, uh, for somebody who hasn't exercised for many years, what is a good way for them to start? The best way to start is to start. <laughs> really, um, there's not like I think. Um, I think a lot of things, when I speak to clients and speak to prospective clients and people who ask me questions, a lot of people ask that a set similar question. What's the best way to lose weight? What's the best way to, to what's the best diet? What's the best, what's the best, what's the best? The best thing is to do something <laughs> really and truly wherever you, wherever you are. So for me, if somebody says to me, Darius, I want to start exercising again, I'm going to say, well, let's do start really small start so really really small and build it up from there um again just working on your movement working on squatting working on your body weight stuff like doing press-ups uh doing planks just general body weight sort of stuff to start off with in terms of strength building then moving on to your cardio respiratory stuff getting out and walking get out and walk for half an hour to an hour every other day start i would say that's the best way to start personally if you can build those habits and pull them into your lifestyle then once you maximize that that's when you can start moving into a gym-based environment in my opinion if you're a this is if you're a complete novice that's when you want to start moving into a gym-based environment and then probably then start with machines because machines will put you in a fixed place where it's difficult for you to go wrong so leg press chest press shoulder press get yourself on some machines and then you kind of go so on and so forth, so forth from then and if you can get someone get someone who's a little bit further along in the journey than you to help you out whether it's a personal trainer um, and you can afford a coach or whether it's a friend or a family member who you can go and start with again being having some accountability is a massive thing as well so I say that for me that's where I'd start people mm. So consistent with Dr. Chiddy, who spoke about, you know, not having to join the gym, but doing simple things like walking after a meal. It's about starting small and and building from there. That's 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 all I'm hearing. Precisely. And I, yeah. I echo what Dr. Chidi says as much as, again, mm. I am a personal trainer and I want you to join my gym and be part of my business. But again, <laughs> in order to increase your health your and, and all that sort of stuff. I tell people, even my clients, I tell them your two sessions a week with me or your three sessions a week with me will not be enough. You have to still hit your step count that we've given you. You still have to hit your calories that I've, that I've set you and, and hit your protein, especially. You still have, to, there's, there's so much homework that goes into it that again, again, you don't need a gym membership. A gym membership isn't where you go to get healthy. It's where you go to get strong. And that, yes. that put in my in my mind so once you've gotten healthy and you think actually i need to get my lungs a bit stronger i need to get my uh, muscles a bit stronger that's where you go if that makes sense it's, it's for me it's a it's a progression not a start point for most people and that's where that's why people yo-yo with the gym they join in january and come off because they haven't got that foundation of general health um yes which is super important yes let me bring Darren in here, because Darren, uh, from a psychological perspective, people understand that they need to exercise and, and kick things off, but a lot of the time they, they can't bring themselves to do it. So that concludes part one of the Men's Health Essentials Finding Your Balance session. Be sure to clock in and listen to parts two, three and four.
You've been listening to the Building Better Men podcast from Life Builders. In each episode, we bring to you information that you can use as a tool to help you make a positive impact in the kingdom, in the family, and in your community. To find out more about Life Builders, you can visit us at lifebuilders.org.uk. You can email us at lifebuilders at ntcg.org.uk. We're on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Life Builders UK. We're on Instagram at Life Builders Reloaded. And of course, good old Facebook. You can find us facebook.com forward slash Life Builders. We've recently jumped onto Telegram. Well, I say recently, we've been on there since 2020. Um, and you can search for us on Telegram by typing in Life Builders UK. Be encouraged, be inspired. Be better.